Welcome back to the Webology Podcast, everyone. Speed it up, Ricky. We're against the clock. Yeah, we're We're against the clock. clock. I'm slightly frustrated, but we have to go quick on this one. Ricky... I mean, then guess what? We got up to big problems. Uh, there's lots of gigabyte issues uh, with my computer. It's actually adding data as we're fucking recording. It's wild. And if we don't go hurry up, we're basically running against the clock of the space <laughs> on his computer right now. We will slow it down maybe a little bit. Just kidding. If you want to get on our Discord. <laughs> yeah, get on our Discord. Also, don't forget to be Patreon. Uh, make sure you check out all of our cool sidebar episodes and as well as our previous information on YouTube. Thank you very much for this podcast, and I will see you guys later. Bye. Bro, what if we just like somehow perfectly got our voices to be twice as fast so then they can play it at half speed on Spotify, but they're 30 minute long? Oh, my God. Is that big braining the system right well, now? We could do it with editing. Oh, so we speed it up to shrink the <laughs> file size, and then they have to play it back in half. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, like, loss at some point? There's got to be a little loss. There's some loss, but yeah, guess what? We don't say anything that important anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a good point half of the episode anyway, and the rest is basically fluff yeah it's all uh, filler I mean, <laughs> it's riffy fluffy goodness um but yeah we have this weird problem right now where we've deleted upwards of 100 gigabytes of things off my computer and, and we, it keeps adding back lost, more data we lost three gigabytes of space after <laughs> deleting all that shit and yes we emptied the trash can because i badgered easton about did you do it and he's like i'm not fucking stupid I'm like not a complete troglodyte <laughs> <laughs> so we looked at everything and all, all that effort you lost a gig How's that? How's that for a for a mind fuck? Like that, that's. I no, mean, it hurts me. It hurts the laptop. This thing's taking. We were just saying this thing's taking a beating for eighty two episodes. Three now. Yeah. Good for it. Good for it. Good for us. But that boy needs to get retired soon. Get hung up on the wall or something. I mean, like an old basketball jersey. I'm gonna let it go as long as it can. I have no problem <laughs> with it. I bought it in. I want to see 2016. All right. I mean, Macs technically have a shelf life. They claim four to five years. Yeah. Yeah, but we've been like plowing it this last year. It really has taken uh the old one twos, which is not good. But yeah, you know what? Let's we're against the clock, dude. We got to hit that anime <laughs> hard and fast. Ethan, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about a show that I had mentioned that I never was gonna watch. Right. And then just randomly was like, ah, screw it. Terrible title. Potentially the worst title of all time. And here it goes. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Commonly known as Don Machi in the fan base. Right. Anime by JC Staff that came out in 2015 originally. Um, And it's very, uh, if you don't, if you look at it a little too quickly from the side of your eye, you may think it's an isekai. But nigh, my dude, it's not. But nigh, it's but it's nigh. Not. It is. It's more just a Thai fantasy. It really is. It's it's all in this world of what's the whole world called? I know the city, and I know a couple other kingdoms. But nah. I don't know what the whole world as a whole is called. Really but, not that important. No, but it, this this does take place in a high fantasy land. You have uh, a bunch of different races of people, um, and you kind of uh, you just a super light, real real couple sentences. You follow the adventures of a kid named Bell Cronwell? Crun- Cronell. Cronell, that's it. Bell Cronell. And he is an adventurer, kind of a very standard, basic adventurer. They have a dungeon that is at X number of floors. We don't really know what X is the number. Like, it's infinitely down or up. I don't know. And, um, yeah, you basically kill monsters, get crystals, sell them for cash, and rinse and repeat. It's really your standard issue kind of high fantasy stuff. Yep. 
the, kill monsters get money. Kill monsters get money. I guess the and the the kind of the rub of this one, the pull is you have a lot of god and human interaction in the form of familias. Yeah, so hmm. basically what happened was at some point, I don't know what happened specifically, but the gods came down to Earth and they started messing around with humans for just like for I, fun, I guess. I think it's literally shits and giggles yeah. for lack of better terms. They say like throw away one sentence at the beginning of season one. Like we like these people so much we decided to live amongst them yeah. and give us them our blessings, which is basically just fauna, if I remember correctly. Here, eat this plant. You're now mine. But anyway, mm-hmm. so they basically just came down to Earth and started living amongst humans and built up like follower bases that all live inside their familias, which is basically just like followers of that. It's god. the god. It's the god club. Right. Pick your god. Join a club. And uh, basically, exactly. He's and Bell has enlisted himself in the Hestia familia, which is a god that. I'm going to say it off the rip, and I know I'm going to get shit on in the Discord for this. I could take or leave her. I could take or leave her. We'll dig into why. Hestia is bestia. Hestia is bestia. She's very cute. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's just, there's something, like I said, we'll dig into a little bit. But I guess, like, overall, again, might get a little shit shit talked on this one and might be kind of a hottish take given the. She's the goddess of the hearth. How (laughs) dare you? Not her. I'm talking about the show in general. I found it solid at best. Okay. It was a fun time, but I guess I didn't go into it with over uh, hyped expectations. They were not uncurbed. They're very well curbed. And I went in not really looking for a like a really big banger of a show. Maybe that helped with a little bit of the surprise for me. Like, okay, more solid than I thought. I'm here for it. I don't know. I feel like you had maybe more of a pot like a positive on that, like I think season one was great, and I think season two was okay. Season three, not a fan. <clears throat> Interesting. And I can explain why as we continue through this, but I think the whole god and goddesses kind of as a plot device of like their, their you know, kind of omnipotent, omniscient, and they're kind of like using these humans for entertainment almost in a yeah. lot of regards. I mean, some of them show like deep care for their familias. Like Hestia clearly likes her her kids, right? Of course. But some of them are like clearly in in the uh, in the let's just say business of like taking ones that they fancy and like you know what I mean. They're almost like like the- Freya, for instance. Has her eye on Belle for an unknown reason and just wants that motherfucker. It's almost like Pokemon where you can catch the Gotta trainer's Pokemon. You can catch the trainer's Pokemon. Just fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You're, I'm going to take your Pikachu now. Yeah. Very Team Rocket energy there. But I mean, yeah, I, I found it to be a fun spin on because we talked about it with the Blood of Zeus stuff, right? Where the triflings of gods are like the calamities of mortals, right? They did a fun spin on it where the triflings of God does have a real effect on some humans, um, but it's more or less in a very controlled tribalistic way, yeah. right? which I don't mind. I actually really enjoyed that piece of it. And it was uh, that was fun to see people with different families and the gods themselves. However, they elected themselves to be mortal, which I found this a little odd because if they were killed in their mortal form, they're sent back to heaven never to come back down to the lower world, as they called it. Is leaving the lower world a punishment to them? Do they like humans that much? 
Well, I think the upper world is pretty boring. Fair. Yeah. I imagine it's, you know, think of like a heaven situation where it's just like another day of cloud lounging. Well, I mean, that's why I like Zeus and all those people do like wild shit and mythologies. They just get bored. I'm bored. Let's go. Let's go do shit. Let's go create a volcano. Olympus kind of boring, though. <laughs> paradise? Ah, not my paradise. I want to go have fun on Earth. Well, it's nice, but, but mm, not my not, dice. Right. So they decided to make themselves mortal and they kind of handcuff their own godly power a little bit, too, which a lot of it. A, a lot of it. Hey, uh, one thing I think that's really cool is yes. all the different types of mythologies that are seem to be represented. How you figure? I mean, what I, do you mean? Oh, I mean, I caught a lot There's of a Gre- lot of Greek, a lot of Greek, a lot of Japanese. Oh, right. Okay, Ganesha yeah. is definitely not either of those two. They just grab deities like a potluck of yeah. just deities. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish there was a little bit more uh, Eastern European gods. I think that'd be really cool. Interesting. Which you- leads me to the in the end when I think, how could I make this a better show? Da, da, da. at the end okay okay oh, okay okay um, yeah so if if you are always kind of a fan of you know gods in shows with pivotal roles like this this is gonna tickle your fancy there i think there's a lot of shows that and try to employ this and i guess loki right yeah loki's it loki's that you know kind of you know androgynous really androgynous but that <laughs> makes sense for like a trickster type god right yeah, it really yeah. does make sense um but yeah, I think some shows hit and or miss on this kind of thing. <laughs> hit and or miss. Hit and I or miss. <laughs> because you can you can hit and miss in the same show. And I, I think what it comes down to is we've brought it up a couple times. The malleability of these mythical characters. You can give them whatever personality or use the one built in, right? Like Loki's a good example. Not typically the way it's been defined traditionally in, in lore. But people like Apollo and Ares. I think Ares was a really fun one. Ares was so fun. Because he was war hungry, but shit at it. <laughs> well, not that he was shit at it. He just wanted it to be like traditional war. But right. they had like evolved. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay, yeah. He's just that was school. so much fun. That was a fun. Because I like the idea of him being a little bit of a joke because he does. He wants to have the old school old fashioned, knight. yeah, you know, sword against shield, battalions of metaled men. I I get it, and uh, and he gets his army gets absolutely wiped out by like five adventurers. There's that one gnomish dude or that dwarf who literally slaps the axe and down goes a whole yeah, squad yeah, of people. Yeah. <laughs> I I definitely laughed at that part, but I think there's a a good dose of like um funniness yeah humor is oh, the yeah. word i was looking funniness for. yeah all right funniness yeah i think there is and i think it, again in most of these shows typically comes from the gods yeah the way i find it it's it, that's really fun to me um i the miss on this if i may be remiss is to stakes yeah <laughs> the stakes um or are you talking about like the stakes of? The, yeah. I mean, okay, okay. Sorry. I didn't, it, just, it seems it just like said, they're just kind of chilling most of the time, to be honest. True. And season two's biggest blunder is in this area, I think, which just is a top level thing. They have such a tonal shift in this show that we kind of touched on on the sidebar. And I think for me, derails some real momentum it had going in season one. In a number of different areas. Because season one, dungeons all day, baby. That was it. And like you ran into some other families there. And Bell grew both as a member of his familia and as an adventurer 
because of the dungeon. Everything revolved around the dungeon. Right. I love that. Which was awesome. Yes. And that whole the whole scene where as they went deeper, the mysteries got more wild. I mean, they had a fucking town down there. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. That was cool. Cool. How many times did you see the dungeon in season two? I don't think ever. Two times. I went back and looked. The very <coughs> first season, I was sorry, very first scene of the second season, all four of them were in in the dungeon. True. And the second one was when they're raising money to try to buy that chick off of that other family, the fox chick. Oh, the the Renard. Yeah, but and there was just Hadahime. Mm-hmm. Hadahime, uh, the the fox chick for those who. Um, don't know what an art is, but uh, <laughs> like a <laughs> like, fool, like you would, yeah. <laughs> what a fool! <laughs> but yeah, so the pivoting away from that dungeon focus in a show called "Is It Wrong Spook at the Girl in a Dungeon" really threw me for a loop because there are so many reasons why that was a really poor choice. I think for me, so I think it could be. In my opinion, it could be acceptable if it was longer than a 13-episode season because then you could have spent the rest of the uh, season kind of dealing with the dungeon and, like, progressing as Belle. Sure. But the problem yeah. with it is... So all of first season, which was good, showed Belle progressing from, like, complete turd yeah. into, like, you know, maybe a shine turd a little bit. Kind of a polished little poo. Yeah, oh, yeah a polished little... <laughs> but it's I think I mentioned it in the um the sidebar. I call it solo leveling light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's, you know, building all these abilities. We're learning about the dungeon. We're getting like cool vibes from that. Yeah. You know, we're meeting other familias, stuff like that. That didn't go and away. Then, yeah. And then uh season two shifts dramatically to like this war between familias, which is kinda cool. It is kind of cool. But it needs to be offset by the dungeon and the actual point here. The point of this isn't just a like war between familias. In fact, they said it's not supposed to happen at all. Right. This is a very uncommon thing. And yet we saw, I think, three distinct ones happen in season two. Wild. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you want a little how would I make the show better, give me some stakes, pick a war, stick to that war. I mean, ribeye or otherwise. Yeah. I'm a, I'm more of a filet guy myself, but I mean, you know. I personally only eat porterhouse. <laughs> I don't eat anything but red meat. That's what I'm trying to say. If it's not say. a porterhouse, get out of this Get one. out of this house. Get out you're of not, this one. You're not, you're not belonging here. But no, I seriously believe, like, <laughs> if they had, what you said of stakes is right. I didn't give a shit about any one of those struggles. Maybe the Freya one, because they set that up. The one with Apollo is kind of interesting. Yeah, I like the I like the logistics of that. The, the logistics games, of that was fun. Like a war game, like that's saying if they put more gravitas on the war games. But like, how long did the war games last? Three episodes, and then the rest was like preparing for war games. Right. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. So I think they had the right piece of every single like, in each of those like mini arcs in the middle. Like, I don't even want to get into the whole Ishtar one because I have problems with that one up and down. But um, interesting. Yeah. We, we, yeah. I can't stand Harahime. I, these fucking I didn't, I didn't mind animal Hara. humans bother me so much. Yo, I we've had B stars drilled into. We have BNA. That's it's that is just tamed. terrible. That is tamed me. It's e- ears and a tail. Fine. That's my that's my cut. It's just annoying. I get it. But you know, high fantasy. Wait for season three. You have no idea. All right. Okay. Um. That's foreboding. Um. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna spill the beans oh, at I'm, the end. I'm ready for. Did you say beans? 
Oh, oh my, my god! You just triggered my bean. <laughs> my bean diction. Do you um, remember? Were you in that uh, Miss W's eighth grade algebra class? Oh where, yeah. Where we went. <laughs> oh yeah. So much that our teacher said the next person that does that gets a detention. But we had done it so many times. It like basically as a response to anything bad, you'd be like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> and didn't didn't see he's the one who did that last yeah, one. Yeah, got in huge trouble. <laughs> it was, it was hilarious. pure dead silence, and then. <laughs> well, because we had done it so much, and it was like literally in response to anything. It's like a uh, new homework. <laughs> oh, that's the tastiest tangent of all. It was so the nostalgia fun. tangent. Well, you did that, so I figured let's. Fair, you're right. Let's bring some stories of history back into. Some of the class. lab lore, right? Lab lore, of yeah. course. Um, but where was I? Shit. Oh no. Okay. Yes. Um. The the war <laughs> the war games that <laughs> that in and of itself, if you gave the entire season the war games, but Freya and added her as a main kind of force because she has been set up to basically really really want to influence Bell's career and growth. Because she's infatuated with him. That has already been set up. So we have a little bit of stakes right there from the characters. War games, rad as fuck. Give me more of that. And that actually, training arcs can happen. You can see Bell get even more powerful, which we kind of did in season two. But like, here's the problem with that is. I don't know if everyone heard that. There's a random child yelling outside. And you know what she's yelling? This show's tonal shift really did put me in a bad place. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. not good. <laughs> um, no, but like we saw him battle Aisha at the end and a little bit of Freymea or whatever her name was. Freymea. Oh, but, oh, yeah. The the two Ishtarin yeah, no, familiar but folk. Yeah. Other than that, like we get no, like there's nothing that tells us he's gotten stronger. And isn't, and isn't that weird, though? Because that they set that up to be a huge crux of the show. I mean... I mean, it still is, right? He still wants to be worthy of... What's-her-face? Ainz Al Ghul. Ainz Al Ghul, yeah. Because they don't... Doesn't know defeat. Um, But I think... <laughs> that's what's that's what's fucked, right? Is that even... Sword princess. Even the gods, right? Like, Hermes is going off about how he wants to groom Bell to be the very last hero. Yes. And... Basically, every character around him, and I can understand if the world is actively kind of supporting him as our main OPMC to save us all and be the hero we all need. Right. But then they, they just pull away from all of that. Like, I, that's what I'm here for. That's what I want. So when you, when you shift all of the things that were helping tailor this, this little, little boy, very very strangely small also just maybe that might be maybe that might be like a a trope in these kinds of shows where they're always like tiny tiny little twig of twigs of people kirito is a prime example as well well i think um you know if he's a big beefy boy then the story of him not being able to find another familia wouldn't make a lot of sense it's fair it's very fair point but anyway um yes I think the biggest issue is they're trying to do a lot with this show and they have 13 episode seasons. So it's absolutely wild what they're trying to to pull off. Yeah. But they're all obviously forgetting some of the stuff that we always like to watch, which is them in the dungeon progressing down floors. Uh-huh. And and that I mean that is where 
it, your mystery lies, right? Well, there's that, but it's also it gives us a, a direct correlation to how much stronger as a team our people have mm, gotten, right? Yeah, I'm in for that. Because say say in season one you can't get past episode or floor eighteen, I think. Floor eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, season th- two, what if you're at floor twenty five all of a sudden, right? And, and you're like, wow, they've actually freaking progressed. Right. And then you run into another familia down there, and then you kind of have this back and forth of like Oh, we're going to go, you know, attack them in the dungeon. And they mentioned that a couple of times, actually, in the Ishtar thing. Like, there are ways to have the dungeon, this literal and figurative pillar of the world. It right? should be the centerpiece. Yes. And it is. Mean. Mean. Right there. And it is in visuals alone. Like, it's in the backdrop of everything. Yeah. In season two. We don't ever fucking. We don't go there. We don't get to do anything in there. I don't know. Um, I know. I know. It's, and again, I know it sounds like I'm really shitting on the show. I will get into some stuff I really enjoyed about seasons one. It doesn't and sound like you're shitting on that much. We're just explaining like where the, I guess the, where's the appeal? I guess for me, this fan base has so much zeal about this show. I mean, I'll tell you. Okay. It's like, it is etchy enough to where I think a lot of people that are in etchy are down. Yeah. But it's not so etchy that they don't think anyone else would watch it. You know what I mean? Well put. Because I was going to say this etchy does straddle a very very nice line. I but think. it's every fucking scene. Right. And I think... Estia's <laughs> tits have defy gravity of on course. all... Of course. And that's why, that's why she has the blue string on Which all the time. Which is stupid as shit, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just like... I, Maybe it's just as we watch more anime and we start to venture a little outside of our shonen, shonen schmuck days. Maybe we're just getting a little more numb to the fan service. Uh, I I can't tell, but I think I'm get, we're getting more sensitive to it because now we can tell. All right, this is obviously fucking blatant. Like it's, it, it, I don't know. It, it just depends. Is it being used as a ploy to get people to buy merch and watch the show, or is it actually additive to the show? I don't think this is additive whatsoever. So. It's funny you even... I think it goes a step deeper of non-additive bullshit that usually shows up in these kinds of shows. Kind oh of these harem-y, harem-y stuff. Yeah. You notice in season one... Yeah. Name <laughs> name all the male characters. Spell, Wolf, Wolf and maybe Octor, the, the uh, Atar, the guy who is phrased like right-hand man and the captain. The sure. big, big beefy sure, sure, guy. Sure, sure. Three. I don't even really recall him. Exactly. Hermes. Okay. Hermes. Hermes. Nice try, bitch. Uh, little boy from Loki's Familia, who's the Finn. Okay. He's actually sick as fuck, and they need to do more shit with him. Right. Of these people, I think two of them are not shitheads. All the other male... If a male was on screen, they were being... Douchebag extraordinaries. Like... Kicking and they're always douchebags to the female characters, kicking them around, being shitheads to them. Like, do you do you kind of get where I'm going with this line of logic? Bell is he's the white knight. There it is, both figuratively and literally with the hair. Like, yeah, yeah. So in these shows, don't do that. Yeah, paints <laughs> a really, really overly negative picture of all the other male presence in a show like this, so that the. What should be reasonable at best and white nighty as fuck at worst is made to look against that lens as perfect, like the perfect male uh, mentality. And 
I didn't find it believable that he's actively or almost even just being passive about it and just like women flock to him. And I think that right there is just a harem show in general. And that might be why the fan base has so much zeal. You get to put yourself in a character like Bell, who I don't even know if it's a hot take or not. Do you think he has a personality? Not really. Not really, no. I think his personality is, I'm going to do what's right and save everybody. I'm a hero. Yeah. That's my personality. Okay. And I'm not saying that's wrong. There's a lot of works out there that have these blank-ass, empty vessel main characters that allow you to kind of easily step inside the shoes of and... Okay. You're right. I would save that girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there it is. So I think that's where the zeal comes from. Is that it is it's a fantasy in its own right. So you're saying everyone that watches this wants to be a white knight? Well, I don't know. We're sitting in chairs right now talking about we, us watching it. Do you feel like you want to be a white knight? <laughs> I don't think this show has influenced me to do that. Then they either failed or that wasn't the takeaway. Or I'm a king. Or I'm already I'm a white king. Here's my gown, Greek. How did I, here's your crown king <laughs> here's your crown king we're all kings on this beautiful day um i don't even know if i'm off base on any of that i just something i noticed it was a little abrasive You're off base. god damn it <laughs> no, i'm, no I'm a wall is shit right now no i think it absolutely plays into the, like the etchies part of that right yeah and then i i don't know i think that's a lot of where it comes from i'm surprised more people don't care about the plot interesting because i feel like it is all over the place right now yeah and like there's a lot going on obviously like there's a lot of familiars there's a lot of stuff like even season three we get introduced to like a whole news familias and it's like we kind of have a lot of characters right now you know what i mean yeah like adding multiple more familias and different storylines is gonna really like take away from what we were trying to achieve Uh uh-huh and like even season two near the end they added this this Wait, this might not even be the show. Holy shit. What? Uh, well, what do you think? What? Say the scene and see if this is. There's like four um, beasts that heroes were supposed to be. Yeah. This oh, is the, the, the three, the three great quests. I thought it was four great quests, but whatever. Three. Yeah. Fun. Well, the black, the black dragon being one. Yes, of the, okay. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This okay, is, this is that okay. show, but it was such kind of like a, a little bit of a throwaway. throwaway. Is that a setup yeah. for, is that a setup for season three? That's where, that's where my head would go. I, it's going to be important because that's that's the only quest that zeus and Hera weren't able to complete so Mm. obviously this is going to be a bell crinnell special and bell crinnell special baby the deluxe and i know that hermes is literally grooming him to do what quote unquote zeus could not old man um so so i don't i don't know yes the familiar thing was a little bit off-putting that they just keep pouring stuff on i found that apollo while funny was a random ad very weird ad i guess that was just like and it was only like two episodes it was just that time or just a reason to get hestia like in some kind of peril which wasn't really even peril it just kind of set up the romantical intertwining of her and bell it's just kind of like a pretty thrown in plot just to get set up that scene Mm, i don't know i don't know i view it as like showing that all these gods want Bell's dong for some unknown reason. One is little bellend. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> bell tip. Um, it's bellend. Yeah. So I, I yeah, don't. Bellend. I don't. Uh, I think season two is just it did have an identity crisis for me. Like it really. For sure. It dude. didn't know where the fuck to go. And it still doesn't. Yeah. It's lost. Yeah. And it's I, a drift in the sea. If you think about it, though, it's still, I mean, the the thing. The anime started in 2015, but the actual manga and the light novel prior were like 
2013 and still presently going. That's nearly eight years of shit, dude. So I think you're right. They should probably up this to 24s or hell, give me a long form, baby. People are clearly here for it. JC staff is not shy to that kind of thing either. So I talked to Saint about this the other day. Mm -hmm. It was saying between season one and season two was like two years. Oh, really? Which would lead me to believe that they should have even more content to blow into it. So it makes it even worse for me that they waited that long and then like basically teased the audience with like half a season. Yeah. And did you notice the maybe a dip in overall quality of story, plot, character and all that in season two, but a spike in animation quality? That was crazy I for didn't me. Notice it at all. Jesus. Okay. Anyone who's watched anyone who watched both seasons, just look at the OPs. Just look at the OPs. I don't watch OPs, so. I, I give it the one watch, and then I'll skip it every time, because I, I do like the art in OPs. It was like... Except they fucking cannot stop spoiling the season. Yes. It's unbelievable. I've always wanted to have this discussion about this. A lot of shows do that shit. It's unreal. Yeah, they'll basically give you, and we've watched enough anime to know when we see something, and they're like, oh, yep, that's gonna... And they're always chronological, too. Like, at the very end, it'll show you... Uh, uh, Coracle Basket was really bad about this because it showed that laser pass at the very end of the the seasonal OP, and I'm like, the fuck is going to happen like two episodes from the end? And sure enough, yeah, on time. Um, that's another that's another tirade for another day. Uh, it's frustrating. It is because now am I normally off put by you know spoiling no. But when the show's spoiling itself, it's like double bad, I feel like. Yeah. It's not like, oh, your friend's really excited about the show. They tell you something like kind of off in passing. No, it's like the show knows what's going to happen. Right. And they're like, yo, this is going to happen, bro. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, I was going to find out. Shit. Right. It's almost as if, I don't know, maybe if you animated it in 12 or 24 episodes, you don't have to show it to me in 90 seconds yeah. in front of every single like, one. I know what the whole season does. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, uh, things I really did like too. I did like a lot of the characters that did come up. I didn't really feel for a lot of them at the beginning, but they definitely kind of wore me down. Sounds bad, but the more time I spent with them, I'm like, all right, these are all right. Um, Crozo, Welf, Corzo, Welf, something, Crozo. Is that his full name? Uh, Welf, our red haired blacksmith yeah, yeah. is probably my fave. Someone in the chat was just like, oh, wait, you'll meet Welf. He is a fucking Chad and he's he's awesome. He's basically a a blacksmith who's so he's legendary for making magical swords, but never uses his skills because he's like, you guys lean on me as a crutch and then you just go die because you're a bad adventurer with a badass sword. And he's like, I trust you, Belle, because the whole world does. Sorry, you're the main character. So I trust you. I don't know. I think it's just because Bell showed him like he wasn't interested in just fame and fortune. Like he truly cared about his his craftsmanship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think those craftsman types just they eat that shit up. If you ever want to get on a craftsman's good side, just tell him, wow, I love your shit. Or just make sure you find out where he's going to be. Right. Go to the store where he sells his shit. Buy it. Say, hey, do you have anything else more by this guy? Because he's my fucking dad and he goes what you're my dude for life let me make you some fucking daggers bro yeah daggers uh but i did actually joking aside that was a really cool organic way to bring him in bars bars only yeah <laughs> organically like hey where all the shit goes i had this armor it was really good and he's like 
That's my armor, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be, uh, want to scale? <laughs> you want to scale this up? I thought it was weird because he, apparently something happened in his family tree or something like that where his, like, once famed name has fallen from grace. We never, and we never got an explanation as to why I mean, as a I whole. Think we did, but, like, it wasn't enough. Yeah. Okay. It was like they, like, off off camera talked about it and then they came back and they're like oh yeah that's bad that that happened to you they do that shit a lot and i think i actually like it more often than i don't basically this says hey tell me what happened quick cutaway oh i understand the situation a lot of shows don't do that they'll just sit there and make you listen to the whole damn thing i'm like no as the audience i was there yeah looking at we get it we get it you did the thing one girl i thought that was weird especially because of her absolute lack of being in the second season at all and so far in the third season was the girl that fell in love with him like instantly uh lily not Lily. lily. oh uh see uh uh siru or the white-haired no. elf chick um you, saying the chick that fell in love with him instantly there's too many of those in the show dude i need i need to uh is it the purple haired chick where she gave the pillow to her the what? The purple-haired chick with the dreams that gave that he gave the pillow to from Apollo's familia. No. Um. Is it the advisor chick with it's, the glasses? It's first season, so don't even mention Apollo. Okay. Okay. Um. Advisor glasses elf chick. No. The other girl. This is exactly what I mean. So <laughs> there was three or four episodes where he spent all his time with this girl. Oh shit! Literally all of it. She was like a. A blacksmith before wealth even came around. Um, the red-haired goddess chick? No, not Vulcan. <laughs> I need something. I, this I, is I, the I, point that I'm trying to make. Okay. Because there's make, so yeah. many characters in the show. Yeah. And some of them will be important for three episodes, and they're like, seem like they're going to be a recurring role throughout the show. And then right. completely nothingness. And I, I guess, does that for a good harem show make? I'm curious if there's like the constant like mainstay chicks for our main character and then you have kind of these cyclic chicks that come in and out every so often. And I think that might be a problem I've always had with a harem show. And I know other shows do it better by keeping the the core cast tight and building those relationships over time. But I notice in shows like these, you'll have the appearance of like the the silver haired elf maid is the best example. She'll pop in for an episode or two. And just head over heels and then pop out for three. Pop back in, do one thing, head over heels harder, pop back out. And it's this constant, like, rotisserie feeding of girls just, like, to our main character. Like, I don't know. It's just that never really engaged me because it's not fucking believable. I guess it's never meant to be, is it? Yeah. The girl thing's weird, right? Like. Because I can appreciate a good harem. But he hasn't really done much, to, in my opinion, to warrant it. To get all these girls into him. Like, I think, but I think that's what it is. I think that's what the the pull of a harem is, right? It's that they kind of just fall in the lap of the person that is on the receiving end of this stuff. Like he's just he isn't actively doing anything, but he's just receiving all this affection. And I think that's part of the appeal. But I don't think a lot of people like to break it down that way, um, because I guess when put in terms like that. It doesn't it really doesn't click with me, but I can see why that that in and of itself is appealing. I'm more the guy of like, keep the core cast tight. Don't have the harem be like overbearing. But in these natural moments of affection and kind of deepening of relationships, that really adds for some depth. And I'm in for that. Uh, 
I still am really curious about this blacksmith chick. Do you have any like context of what you know how like how did she meet Belle or this is like literally first eight episodes I want to say okay um what's her face eyes just saved him from the Minotaur okay he goes somehow meets this girl with I swear she has red hair maybe dumbass looking glasses perhaps okay you're you're getting there she falls head over heels for him and then eyes comes and picks him up basically like accidentally she's friends with her somehow and then she's like really crying and saying like ran away crying oh shit yes why is she so forgettable this is a manhunt now i want because they do this every like couple of episodes (laughs) they just create a new character that would die for the guy (laughs) and uh but the way you say that i mean it i guess that really gets into the discussion of of a well executed harem right um do you believe that this show had a constructed harem harem that Made sense. Well, I'm not really sure who the members of the harem are just yet, right? Like, I think there's obvious ones, like Hestia clearly is down. Right. <laughs> Lily Ruka is obviously down. Yes. Seer, who's the yeah. silver-haired girl working at the restaurant, is down. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if his advisor at the guild is down, but she was, she's probably down. She's probably down. Let's be real. She uh, gave him the, the green armband. Yeah. Down. Freya, down. Down. Um, uh, Ishtar. Ishtar check, down. Down out of spite, but still down. Um, <laughs> basically, at least five Amazonians. Down. Aisha, down. Down. Um, I'm at 11 right now, and I know there's more I'm missing. Well, the question is, is Makoto in it? I don't know. They ah. could just be homies. I think they're just homies. But I want them to be down. <laughs> I want them to be oh, down. Um, so I, Eyes, potentially. Um, He showed a lot of like interest toward him that she doesn't seem to do anything else. Oh, like, wait, wait, hang on. We're, we're receiving breaking news. Uh, She down. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, she oh, down. Oh, yep. Yep. What, yep. What, yep. You, what you got? Oh, she's down. Oh, okay. Sources confirm. She yeah, down. Sorry, I just got a phone call. Yeah, what'd uh, they say? It's from the manga con himself. She's down. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, thank God. We're we're waiting on that update. Um, I, and then and then oh, what's that? <laughs> are we still gonna do? This? I'm getting a telegraph. I'm translating it right now. And uh, she's down. she's down. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I <laughs> I okay. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking someone else's yum. If they're if this is their thing. And this is what they like, you know, some people like power fantasies. Some people like, you know, fantasies of more of a one-to-one romantic nature. Harem as a genre has survived for... Is her name Lean Arsh? Lean Arsh? Lion Arsh, maybe? Uh-uh. I know we're going to sound super scatterbrained right now because Ethan brought up a character that I, like, I feel like I'm getting Mandela affected right now. Like, I definitely do not remember this character at all. This, I mean, here's the problem with shows like this is they seem like a lot of other shows, so I could be talking about a different show even. Yeah, it's not asbestos. Maybe that's fucking... No. Okay, that's actually sort of online, I think. Oh, whoops. That might be... He kind of, like, becomes this girl's friend. Oh, yeah. And yeah, 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 Asuna yeah. walks up. 
Yeah. Okay, that's totally possible. They're yeah. so similar, guys. We did want to. I did want to bring that up. I there is a lot, a lot borrowed from Sword Art Online here, and I don't think it's inherently bad. I think they refined a couple things. I like. I like that they gave him an expediation of growth, even if they fucked it up for the second season because they don't actually push him. If you don't push him, he doesn't grow. If he doesn't grow, sorry, I'm getting hot headed again. I'm getting hot headed that they fucked up a second season, but they uh, you have a kind passive. Is Is this the right girl? You're we're really hung up on this right now. Well, at this point. (laughs) I don't don't know, dude. I like I said, maybe maybe she she just stuck in your brain harder. Like like if it's not for this show. I'm this my gripe for last show too. How can this be such a pivotal part of this sh- fucking show and then mean nothing? Right. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry everyone. No, it's okay. We're having if, technical difficulties with our own brains. If you were so I can't I got to I got to you're researching. I have to carry this. Um <laughs> <laughs> So if you liked Sword Art Online, this is that with more kind of harem fantasy and lore i would say i yeah lore lore for sure well the lore of sword online is just that it's a game oh here's another game yeah here's more games that's really the lore the lore here is that the world actually exists that's really nice it does feel populated i don't know if i'd call it deep yet there isn't like this long-standing history of the gods. They're, they, they, at least they have not revealed to us. They are kind of using mythology here, even more than like Blood of Zeus or other things that use Greek mythology. Okay. Oh my God. I found it. Okay. Whew. Her name is Elizabeth. Lizbeth. Lizbeth. From Sword Island Line. Okay. She's a pink-haired little girl. He goes into her shop, breaks her sword. And then he's forced to help That's her make a new That's right. One. She falls deeply in love. And then Asuna shows up to the store because she's like homies with her. And then she's like freaking out. Because oh, yeah, she's Rika. Like, yeah. Okay, guys. I'm really sorry for all of that. But it was necessary or else I was going to not be able to continue with this he show. Was, he, was actually, he was actually tweaking. I was like, going to quit. <laughs> she's going to quit. And then two two weeks later, just no episode. Just you screaming, Lizbeth, sort her online. End of <laughs> Fuck! episode. Fuck. Um, but yeah, who uh, who's your favorite god? Hmm. Uh, I said Freo's the smoke show for sure. Well, she's definitely a smoke show, but like pretty unimportant, I think, so far. Like, you know she, what I mean? She like, flexed on her. She flexed on Ishtar pretty hard. Yeah, it was, but that was like red. nothing's really happened. I right. think the coolest god, Hermes. Yeah. He's a bro. He's a schemer, too. But he a bro. He a bro. I'm curious. You may know more about season three having, you know, watched it and all. Right. Um, <laughs> Hermes seems to have a bigger scheme in mind than... So he's on a mission that we don't know about until season three. Okay. Cool. Per se. Yeah, I I think he keeps posturing that it's, oh, I'm trying to make the last great hero... That definitely came through for the attentive viewer would come through as like, yeah, but why? Yeah. Like, yeah, real like that's can't be the end, right? That's a great point. Um so but that's kind of what I mean. Like, 
they're trying to say that there's all this stuff going on around Bell as well. Not necessarily like Bell currently doesn't have that big of a role in it. If right. in like the grand scheme of things. Sure. Literally. Yes. Um, but there's essentially there's wheels turning around the world that are going to somehow involve Bell at some point. The thing that's bothering me is maybe the stale trajectory of his skills. I think the way I was going to phrase it is, yes, the wheels are turning. You can see them turn. The wheels are turning. A frustratingly slow turn, right? So, yeah. But but you you, you like what you see. You like what you see, right? You're like, okay, I could see this going to a really cool place, but I'll see you in season seven, I guess. Like... I guess I got to sit here for all that shit. Yeah, I guess it's a great point. At this point, it's not going to be till season 15 before we get anywhere with Belle Cornell. And it, and it really was like, and I, and I think you didn't have to do that. Just keep Belle in the dungeon, man. Like, keep him there and mm. let everything churn around him. And then as he gets more powerful, you know, the forces that be kind of encroach upon getting him involved. And then he's still kind of, then he can be like, I'm OP. I'm going to enact my own will. Fuck you guys. Like, I, I don't know. It. That's one way to deal with it. Yeah. But I think. I don't know. I feel like he needs to be a passenger in this in some regards. Yeah. But like you're saying, like, at some point needs to kind of take control and do something about it because he has that that. uh whatever it's called, the Argonaut skill, so he can, like, kind of really just change the tide in the battle for pure deus ex vacinas. I found that to be frustratingly bullshit a little bit. It's dumb as fuck. They gave him the Argonaut power. How do you define that? You literally have something called a heroic strike when it's needed most. It's very convenient, and it's really, really really loose. And You can beat anyone. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah, trust me. You have it tattooed on your freaking back. Bro. Um, So, a little... I don't know how deep we are. It's going to be a little little spoiler territory. We are at 46 minutes in. Perfect spoiler territory. So, it does... At the the end of season one, Hermes drops a bomb, kind of, about Belle, that I think at least merits Belle's kind of constant attention from these deities to be in their grander schemes in whatever capacity they want him being zeus's grandson pretty dope and actually makes sense of now a little bit he's got a little bit of a divinity aspect to himself as well but they haven't done dog shit about that is but my theory is his expedited growth not from his divine origins but that's what i'm saying that was a offline and nothing has been said about it since yeah do I believe Hermes? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I can't trust what he's saying, but he always does seem to be bringing up Zeus. Like, he's pretty kinda, spiteful. Well, so, spiteful. It seems like spiteful. Like, I'm going to groom him to do what you couldn't. No. Okay. Zeus is his dad. Right. No, yeah, Zeus, yeah. Is Hermes' his father. Right. And he's can be spiteful towards him. No, 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 no. They're, like, close. They're, they're buddies? Yeah. They're, they're compadres remember he, when he was explaining the Hera Zeus story he was saying it in like a like a in my opinion a praising way like these guys were cl- clapping everybody until they lost to the black dragon but maybe that com- maybe it comes down we don't we don't know what the hell Hermes is up to it's like, true he's a little he's more mischievous than Loki yeah so 
I just okay. need more. Like to yeah. to to really accurately say whether I like this show or not, I need more from it, and I'm not getting it in the plot. Yeah. And and what's and what's sad is like kind of what I was I was mentioning about like how the pace is that perfect speed that infuriates me because I get enough where I'm like, okay, I'll hang on. But it's still you're right, it's not enough. Do I need more? Yes. Am I excited? Edge of my seat more? I don't think so. Like I'm not itching to watch season three. Yeah. I think I'll have a good time if I do pick it up. Which it's I, I think definitely I will. an easy watch. It is. This show is a is a I know I use the word fun romp a lot, but I think I should do it more in like brain, you know, atten- brain concentration. Like how much of your brain do you need to watch this show? You need zero percent RAM. Yeah, you you could be doing literally three other tasks and still get everything the show has to offer. Mm. If you watch dub like a good boy, you could. Oh, GC Pete. I don't think that sub you can't. Well, I mean, because you can't read and do other shit. Mm, you're you're, uh, you're right. You're very right. I'm aware. Yeah, so I just sit there and, I don't know, give my full attention to it. It's like, you know, the creators wanted, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's what they would have wanted me to do. Just uh, yeah, trying to be a good fan. Um, I guess. <laughs> Except you're saying that you don't really want to watch their next <laughs> I know, season. I just so said. Interesting. I'm going to, because I'm curious. Like, it's just said, weird, because I just got a phone call from them a couple minutes ago, remember? Yeah, when they said she's they down. Said she's down. Yeah. Uh, and they also said, Ricky, we know you're not a good fan of this, Shit! so fuck off. No! I know. Oh, It was actually surprising for me. JC staff, why? <laughs> why have you done this? I love your shit, normally. Normally. <laughs> Looking at you, one punch man. Um... <laughs> Unnecessary. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so out of left field. I know. Um, but yeah, I think I had a better time with this show than I expected. Is it my type of show? Maybe not. It, would I have watched this show without this show being in existence? Maybe not. I, I don't know if yeah, I would. Probably same. I don't know. So if season one, I think, is genuinely good. Yes. Season two dropped off precipitously and so far in season three i'm only about halfway through precipitously even farther okay and the reason is they're they're pulling the same bullshit like trope where this young character is all of a sudden and adopted into the familia is that the little fish thing i saw at the end of season two coming out of the wall um blue kind of fish ear looking she's a dragon girl all the same, I guess. I don't know. Uh, blue scales on her face. Um, yeah, like a couple. Yeah. She's got like a diamond on her forehead. Yep. Very, uh, what's her face from Hunter x Hunter? Shell, I think her name is, something like that. Remember the hair girl that really loved Gone? Yeah. Um, she had that. Pearl? Pearl, yeah. And she got, um when it, she got reincarnated. Right? Actually, her reincarnation as a chimera and actually looks a little bit like this little, you know, dragon girl. Okay, but the problem is, I need shows to stop this immediately. I what do you mean? Oh, like the trope of like I don't give a fuck about how a fifteen-year-old kid is gonna raise this child. I don't care. Why? Wow, our friend, friend really hits you hard. I just don't get why. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's not interesting. It's not fun. It's not like what is their goal here? Like, I don't need three episodes of them watching this little kid and being like, wow, she's so fucking cute. I don't fucking care. There is the Moe crowd, though, that really dig that. The whole kawaii squad that 
that just like the idea of like a little, I don't know, pining daughter character. I I hate it. I, I get it needs to be eradicated. I can try. I'm trying to put myself in. That's not for me, but I can. I want to put myself in the shoes of someone who really like that's like one of their tropes that they like love love. So like, explain it. Yeah, to anyone me. in the Somebody... dis- anyone in the Discord that <laughs> I'm gonna lose it because this this happened a bunch. Didn't didn't Yui or Yuri from Sword Art Online got the same? They gave us shit for calling that out too. Who did? Um. I don't want to name any names. Not going to call them out, but I didn't hear anyone. It's probably Saint. I don't know. Like, sounds like a real a hole. No, <laughs> no, I don't know. Love you, Saint. But no, it's, we do. That's the thing. But that's you the, do give us a lot of shit. <laughs> I think the I think our fans give us shit out of I don't know respect for our academic a plum. I don't I don't know a plum a plum. That is an interesting word. I don't know if I've ever heard. Uh, a plum is a word. Are you sure? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and look it up because I just literally in the same <laughs> sentence as calling us academically, you know, it could be powerful. If, if it is, I've never heard it. But anyway, no, I think it's just you know, it just further illustrates the fact that some people like certain things about anime, mm-hmm. and the idea of being able to talk about it on like evil footing it, or equal footing is good. I think you know our ratings are going to apply if you sort of agree with the same kind of ratings we've given for a lot of other shows. But, like, you know what I mean? If, if this is your thing, if you love that little girl, like, I question what's wrong with you. But <laughs> I think we should definitely save and dive into just how we've gotten over this past year rated, sh- started to rate shows in our next episode that will be coming next week from when you're listening to this one because we're about to we're about to record it but um because <laughs> i've been thinking on that thinking about how this past past year just the us doing this show you know i think the way we have given ratings out i make some people upset some people are like yes this is a perfect rating for that but i think we have come at it from a more you know uh it's an angle it's a more opinion based rather than we're trying to give the fucking one rating right yeah I don't know. I mean, I don't know. all my ratings are based on how much I liked it, obviously. Exactly. Like, what the exactly. fuck? Exactly. This is totally subjectively based. But I didn't like this shot. They panned up, and I would really prefer a 90 degree. I'm feeling personally attacked, <laughs> given how much I like my visuals and animation. Yeah. Um, but I guess rating-wise, I'm going to level it out to maybe like a uh, 77 I'm gonna do 77. Okay, season one, yeah, 85. I'll, I'll, I'll break season it down. Season two, 70. Season three so far, 60, maybe. Okay. I cannot stand this fucking trope. Oh my gosh. I'm it's so hard for me to watch. I, I guess it's, I don't even it's not that I disagree. Where does all of that vitriol come from with this? Like it's just uninteresting to the point of why does it get screen time for you or well, there's that. I just don't like... First of all, I don't like baby talk at all. Like when people... Mama. Yeah, that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. It bothers me to the core. Yeah. Um, And like, I understand if it's an actual child, okay. But like something, some creature you find in a dungeon... <laughs> just happened five to minutes ago. The colloquial wherewithal to give you baby talk. Like, it just, just happened like, to know. It's so fucking frustrating to me. And, like, also, it's a complete derailment of the show anytime this shit occurs because they spend time raising a child instead of dealing with the circumstances that they've been dealt. 
I find if I were to pick a point of frustration with that trope, I think it'd be the and hear me out. Mama. The, yes. The artificial injection of I think both complicating stakes, not making them better, bigger, but complicating and injecting kind of synthetic importance for whoever is now the caretaker of that thing, right? Cuz cuz But here's the thing. Imagine if instead of this like 8-year-old girl, yeah. It's now an 18-year-old girl, it's a 20-year-old girl. Or just a It's the fra- same thing. Or he's just like a, a fragile item, an egg. Yes. Give me an egg. Like like I have to transport this egg from here to there. At least the egg isn't giving you all this bullshit. Yeah. But I think it's like what what I mean is complicating stakes in that you say Belle, for Why example. Why can't I take a bath with Belle, Sama? Oh, g- because you're a fucking he, little girl. Is he actually, she actually yes. fucking said it? All right, I'm in, I'm in for it, you it's guys. It's so fucking bad. shit. Oh, no, no, but I mean, it like. It frustrates me to the core. If you're on 430, fighting against life or death situation, how do I increase the stakes? Oh, just add a defenseless thing you also have to defend at the same time. That doesn't, to me, feel better or bigger or more engaging as a, as a oh, a conflict, a greater conflict. You just suddenly added an extra, extra complication. Well, that's what I think. That's what I'm saying. I don't think any time this has ever happened has been an additive experience for me where I feel like all of a sudden I'm more interested in the story. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened for me. Uh, I will get back to you on that. I feel like that trope can be done right. I think it can be done right. But if it's your actual child, maybe if you pick yeah. it up off the fucking street somewhere <laughs> and then in one day you're like, this is my child. I'm going to raise the shit out of it. That's not how this works. So you're, so you're saying the direct parent, like a, like the parent to child or not just a like a protector and helpless kind of like relationship. So you are specifically calling out parent and child type relationship like this where it's just like a fucking random thing and no it's not my daddy haha that's what you're upset about um i guess in this specific context yes okay i'm reserving the right to also be mad about the other thing that's okay i I totally respect (laughs) that i'm just thinking like um tanjiro and nezuko chan like that dynamic existed for a little bit yeah but they're also like she's also his actual like sister he feels really deeply right. you know, tied to her. His uh-huh. whole family died around them. Like, I understand this the the emotional ties to something okay. like that. There is no fucking sense on earth to where in one day you'd be like, Well, I just found this girl in a dungeon and now I'm her dad. <laughs> it's not how this works, <laughs> that dude. Is, that is pretty fair. That's I pretty just fair. I really do view it as pure bait for those people that like the Moe stuff mm-hmm. or for people that are like into the cute girls doing cute things shit. Yeah. And I, which like all the power to you, but I'm just saying, in a show with like a clear like objective at one point, mm-hmm. it has very much felt like they're just throwing in as much shit as they can to see like where this lands on the on the uh like who's gonna buy what merch charts. And that bothers me deeply right and i think it came down to season two felt like that too like yeah that that first conflict no ishtar and freya oh people buy people buy that merch let's You're... let's let's stretch let's stretch that one out so yes 77 first season gonna give it maybe even uh you know like 84 uh, i would actually go a little higher on season two because visuals i guess um what did i say 85 75 65 85 70 60 yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do 
84-72. Kind of closed the gap. I don't think season one was as that good, but I don't think season two was that that bad. I'm just kind of closing the gap a little bit. So you really think that one point for season one is... Works on Price is Right, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Worse than Price is Right. Um, but yeah, how I think you make this show cooler. Yes. Okay, so let's say season four, you get rid of all this dumb shit because clearly... You want to do more specific. They've lost their fucking minds. Okay. Like just all the various weird storylines. Okay. Okay. Now, let's say you have legit war happen where all of our people that we know about in our city come up against like another entire faith base or something, right? Like... Like say all the all the Norwegian gods, Norse gods, just show up with their familias and they're like, yo. Uh immediate devil's advocate, you were just upset about how many characters they were throwing in there. Now you want an entire other mythologies to to jump in as well? I'm saying the only way to get this back on track is to either get rid of all this superfluous shit which they've done or, or tighten the con to tighten basically all the shit going all on. All the conflict needs to be yeah. pointed in the correct direction. Exactly. That that I can think, and so totally agree with. I think you could you could do a great job of adding more characters and, you know, basically giving them a reason to be there and involved. You know what I mean? Like because they keep yeah, yeah. adding random familias out of nowhere. And they're operating in these other like little dumb plot fucking bubbles. things. And yeah. it's like, why do I care about the guy who's just making insane wine? Like like Dionysus out of nowhere. They just call him Soma, right? Yeah. I One, still loved him. Like th- He's he was, interesting. He's interesting, yeah. But it, like, it just, I don't know. I I feel like it's, we're just scatterbrained, I and I'd it, love, yeah. like, a specific goal. This season, we're doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That right. would be a lot more interesting to me than, like, this weird scatterbrain thing going on. Plus, I think it'd be cool to see, like, actual gods having to interact, like, on a on a battlefield, you know what I mean? Yes, and we t- we we heard Hermes just say, Uranus, can I use my god and powers now? Accepted. Boom. Who is Uranus? Uranus is the father. Of- I know, but I want to see... Season three, Ethan, bro. I want to see Uranus. Season That's three. all of... Okay, okay. Because there's... A, and wasn't <laughs> and there... And you will not see my Uranus. Damn it. You notice how there's that also in the band of season one, the, the boss monster crashed in because... This was not part of the contract. So it's possible for these gods to start tearing at each other with godly power. Let's see that shit. Yeah. That that would be rad as fuck. So you're right. There needs to be there needs to be a little bit more focused. I, all I just all the pieces want, are there. They just gotta I just want up. them all to be aimed in a certain direction and then the story can can go wherever it needs to go from there. Yes. But right now, Hestia's familia is like just doing whatever. And they're like stepping on all these toes. Yeah, it's right. like no shit. People are mad. Weird. <laughs> but they're also in their wake, just plowing through other like Apollo and Ishtar. And I mean, like, come on, it's getting actually out of hand. Oh, How no, many fucking like, familiars they're responsible for in some part of getting rid of? Oh man, yeah. Like I said, you know, show's got all the pieces. They just gotta, just gotta tighten it up. Just gotta tighten it up. A yeah, bit. yeah, I agree. Yeah, and no more little little daughter girls. I'm just so over that freaking trope, bro. Okay. That's, I, I'm here. I hear you. I agree with you. <laughs> it is very, very, uh, this heat about this matter is very hot. And I'm curious where, why it's so, uh, why it's so spicy to you. Such a spicy. I mean, I've okay. explained everything I can. I know. I know. I'm still. Uh, just something that grinds my gears to know it. I feel like we, should, we 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 haven't done a grind my gears episode. I mean, I can give you tons of examples in 
in my life where I've seen shit like that happen and been like, well, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> if you really want. That's fair. But yeah, that's that's our thoughts on Don Machi. I mean, I I guess I came in as a PS. I came in very scared to <laughs> to talk about this because I went on some forums. I always go on like for forums and reviews and people talk about this in subreddits. Very feverish fan base. Like, yeah, they, I'm not they scared. Are die, fan. die hard. So, um, but only spicy takes in the lab. Only spicy takes. Spicy well, sandwiches. yeah, I mean, all shows are subjective. Everyone yeah. needs to be okay with everyone having their own opinion of them. Yeah. Of course, if you disagree with my opinion, wrong. Oh, it's really that simple. <laughs> if you want to disagree at us directly, you can join our Discord from Patreon at yeah, webology. Patreon.com slash webology. $1 gets you in to the Discord. $3 gets you syllabus sidebar. Yeah, our, if you're one of our fans that haven't done that so far, just come on in and uh, yeah. tell us why we're wrong about all the shows that you've you've been like. We're here for it. Losing your shit about. Mm-hmm. Um, but syllabus, I've been there before with other podcasts. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> but if yeah, and like, like I was saying, the syllabus sidebar, which in my opinion, is the golden tier. You get the real wins there. Lo-fi, hi-fi, sometimes anime, sometimes not kind of side podcast that we do. And the occasional planning, too. So you kind of see Lo-fi, high vibes. Lo-fi, high vibes. Posi vibes only. Posi vibes only in the inner sanctum. Um, But we have got our merch finally damn near finalized and actually getting it to you guys. So if you are a patron, please make sure your address information is updated. I think... um, Patreon will basically, we don't have to interact with your address. It just will know and it'll get it out to you guys. Um, $5 will get you a uh, pin. <laughs> yeah, that's the pin tier. And 25 will get you a t-shirt <laughs> that I've designed. Just and go ahead and look at the tiers if yeah. you want to know what you get in each one. <laughs> Gosh. I hope you guys can read better than I can remember because, wow, woof. Yeah, $3 sticker. Mm-hmm. $5 is... Pin and sticker. Pin and stickers. $25 yeah. is all of the above plus t-shirt. Yeah. That t-shirt looks pretty tight with the Japanese. I think it's pretty speeches. thick. Yeah. Um, if you want to uh, if you want to listen with your eyes and ears, hello YouTube. Uh, probably the next one, the battery will run out. Uh, so if you're, um, this is at the one af- after, you know what? The next one might have to be visual because it's definitely going to run out. What's happening right now? <laughs> He's losing it. I'm losing my freaking mind knowing how much I have to at render shit. Um, if you want to listen with just your ears and not your eyes, you can check us out anywhere. You get your podcast fix like Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Castbox. Um, leave us a uh, reviews and all the things like comment, subscribe on YouTube and uh, give us a five star. And if you could some words on Apple, some words to the wise. Yeah. Make others wiser. I need to count how many reviews we have. I haven't looked in a long time, but uh, we'd really appreciate more, folks. (laughs) It helps us pop up on other people's uh, recommended so they get all the anime goodness. And uh, I've been streaming on my freaking YouTube channel, folks. Yes, he has. That cyberpunk energy. Weebus Thunderdong. D Thunderdong. D Thunderdong. (laughs) It's true. Got to get the Luffy D in there. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, it's been fun. Been interacting with some of y'all on like a daily basis for about two hours a night or something like that. And we're playing Cyberpunk. Um, I've also changed the name of the YouTube channel to Just Weebology. So that kind of gives us a little bit more creative freedom. Oh, yeah. We have 100 subscribers. So we we can do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. We have a little bit more creative freedom by name. Freedom. Um, if you want to just write us an old school email saying hi, tell us watch a show, give us an essay telling us why we're right or wrong, which we've been getting essays lately. Oh yeah, um, we've got two essays now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and counting and counting. Uh, Webology Podcast at 
gmail.com. Thank you, Catalina. Yeah, thank you, Catalina. That that and was saved, very, obviously. It was very funny. Um, and uh, what else we got? Instagram, heliobology.podcast. We got memes and memes and news and sometimes giveaways. Think about doing a Christmas one. Who knows? We're just trying to get the merch out. That's the next step. That's the next step. <laughs> Twitter, um, at WeBologyP. Yep. And that's all she wrote, folks. That is all she wrote. But Thank until, you for coming yeah, to class. Until she writes some more. <laughs> I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this is the Weebology. I do. <laughs> I wanna be in a, I wanna be in a God family. I would be in uh Selma's notebook. <laughs>